Hello and welcome to The Sound Architect. I am joined by Craig Stewart, Garfinkel and Ema Noon. Thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? Pleasure to be here. We're great, Sam. It's good to hear your voice. Thank you. It's great to have you. So let's get stuck in. How did the idea of IDIG first come about? Well, I'm going to head this one off, Craig, because it, it really was a very um, organic um, sort of a journey. Uh, really, I've been, on, I've been involved in game music, actually, since... I was 19 years old and accidentally got an opportunity to help work on um, Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> oh, awesome. So, so that was, it was entirely accidental as well. But that's another story. So um, I had been on the road touring um, for, since 2011. I'm still on the road touring. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I'd, I'd met so many people, so many Irish fans around the world who'd said, we couldn't believe it when we saw the conductor's name was Emer. It had to be an Irish person. That's such an Irish name. It's, it's, it's not a very a, unique name, isn't it? It's, it's, um, it's unique everywhere but in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're like, oh, my God, it was, they, people were excited. The Irish people were excited. And then, you know, um, when they'd hear me speak on stage, they knew that that, that was the, the truth. But um, even though I would, I would joke that I was speaking highly and with a highly an accent, um, but um, uh, anyway, uh, people would constantly ask me. And then I, I experienced something. I was in Australia um, and I met so many young Irish people who had emigrated. We have this huge gap in our demographic in Ireland where so many people um, in their late teens to late 30s have emigrated since our economy tanked. Right. Uh, which is now thankfully recovering um, and it just really hurt me I was like so I mean so many people in so many people in the signing lines um, after the concerts came up to me and said hey Emer, are you going to do something at home I just thought this has been too long I haven't done anything in Dublin and then I thought hey you know what if we're going to go and do something in Dublin and people would say to us what are you doing going to a small European city what, it makes more financial sense to do this in this city or that city. And I was like, yeah. that, you're missing the point entirely. Yeah, it's not about that, yeah. And uh, I thought, well, you know what? If we're going to do something at home, um, and I'm, I'm complaining about, you know, well, I, I felt like I had gotten everything out of Ireland. I got completely free, amazing education. And uh, I just left. I went, thank you very much. See you. <laughs> um, so I felt really awful about that and I thought well let me let me see what what I can bring back home and of course typically I went hey Craig I have this idea and we had we've been I mean it's we both had the idea because it, it was just so in the ether um and then I go uh Craig uh so uh, how would you do this then <laughs> <laughs> he's the one who goes oh my god here she goes again uh, this is going to be a ton of work I need to figure out the nuts and bolts of this but but I didn't want it to just be a concert. I wanted it to have have much more of a, a, a wide scope and have something that would contribute to um, not just the Irish gaming community and game music community, but the European community as well yeah. and the international community. I wanted it to be an international uh, festival of world-class standard, but something that's celebrated gaming in general with the music as the focal point 
um, and that different aspects of music, both symphonic, uh, giant epic game scores as the heart. Um, and also, I've always felt that with the talented technologists, for want of a better word, we have in Ireland, and the incredible creatives, animators, musicians, story um, writers, everything, I've been bashing my head off a wall saying, um, we should be investing in this massive industry. Um, you know, the one that you all you guys spend tons of money on <laughs> for all of your households, um, you know, because we have that kind of talent as as we have everywhere. But, you know, I, I've, I've always felt like Ireland was was uniquely suited. So <laughs> to further this, you know, manifesto. Um, it just, I just thought, I just think indie Irish developers and, and indie European developers were not, it's not a, it's not a close, this is a very open-minded, open community. Yeah. I felt that, you know what, let's, let's give everybody a space to do their thing and let's bring people in to see it and let's see what happens. Maybe something amazing will happen. And, um, in our first year, we found that we were surprised so many times at all these crazy organic things that just mushroomed up by themselves, you know, and that's what we're trying to do is create a space and an exciting, positive environment with positive people. We're very protective about any, anything even vaguely agenda-based or, or, or anything like that. We want it to be very, very positive experience and to be come from a place of openness collaboration, creativity, opportunity, um, and from the philosophy that, you know, when when you truly love something, you're truly passionate about it, given a little bit of, of positive energy behind it, you know, you can create something that serves everybody. Yeah, and it sounded fantastic. I was really gutted that I missed it last year. Oh, well, you can't miss it this year. <laughs> no, I'll be there this year. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, the pints of Guinness are on us for sure. Be careful. Sam, a lot of people be... coming. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to hand you over to Craig because I literally went, here's this great philosophy and idea that we both have. Because um, we, I mean, you know, every, every, uh, every dinner in our house is a, is a business, business meeting. <laughs> <laughs> we can't help but talk about the work that we're excited by. Um, yeah. so, so then I went, Hey Craig, yeah, here's this this cool thing that we just created. Yeah, I'm I'm going on tour now. See you later. Um, you can, you can, <laughs> I'll, I'll show up. <laughs> awesome. No, no, it wasn't that. It was no. Emer Emer was uh, basically out on the road this entire time that we were doing it, and so she was, you know, as you know, doing interviews and so on and so forth from uh, wherever, whatever hotel room she happened to be in. Uh, but that's part of what uh, the business has become in some ways, you know, us being a combination of of creating and then going on the road and, and uh, making it happen. But at least with the uh, Dublin International Game Music Festival, that's kind of going to be our home, hopefully every year for the next while, you know? Ooh, yeah, I mean, hope so. I mean, what was what were some of the highlights from last year that, that you can... Well, definitely one of the highlights from last year was we created a, uh, a crowd-created version kind of complicated to go through. Uh, we created a crowd-created version of one of Emer's main themes that she wrote, one of my personal favorite themes, from World of Warcraft, Warlords of Draenor. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, where uh, over a period of about four or five months, we, uh, I sat there and I sent out emails to musicians around the world. Hey, you know, please play on this, begging, begging, begging. 
send them the part and then a guide track that they to play to. Yeah. And I asked them all to videotape themselves performing that piece of music, this piece that Emer wrote. So I collected all the videos and I started editing it all together to make a master montage of all this. And then, of course, we ran into the festival and I had a buddy of mine, Russell Cooley, who um, uh, helped finish a lot of the video. And uh, so we created that massively crowd-created montage of 128 different videos. Then we had 134 musicians and singers on the stage at the festival. And we debuted that video with the orchestra at the festival with the choir and so on. And that, for me, was the highlight of that festival. And, and since then, when I'm on tour with Video Games Live, I, I perform that piece. And we broadcast it in China over um, Yuku. To Yuku being the uh, Chinese equivalent of YouTube. Yeah, over Yuku to uh, 750,000 people live in one show and 250,000 people live in another show. Plus also that we've performed live too. So I, I'd say at this point... Well, yeah, it's seventy. Exactly. We're up to almost seventy-five thousand views on our page, and then Blizzard's uh, Blizzard's presentation of it has yeah. another eighty-six thousand yeah, views. Oh, excellent! Yeah, we performed it um, on the Blizzard stage at, at at Gamescom and broadcast it on the internet as well. So, so since then, the convention center piece in Dublin has been seen by well over a million people. So that was that was. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. To have that kind of a reach with anything that you do is really special. Now, what we're planning for yeah, this was, year. There was one negative what? to it, though. There was a negative? What there was, was the negative? negative. There What's was the a negative. What's the negative? Because we remember were, a negative? Well, there was a big <laughs> negative. And, and that was, that's a negative we're going to remedy this year. Uh oh. What is, are you promising uh, that I don't know promise, about? I'm promising this one thing. The big don't negative promise anything was, I can't do. Was, <laughs> you're not going to be doing it. Tommy Tallarico, there's no part for him in Malak. So, ah. so this year we're going to remedy that in a big way because just performing is incredibly fun, but it's even more fun when Tommy's performing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he doesn't. He certainly enjoys performing, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, oh yeah. He's a, he's um, a true blue entertainer and an artist um, on every level. Um, so, uh, so this year we're going to remedy that massive, massive, big negative. <laughs> we we have we are working on it. It's yeah. No, we're we're planning on 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 uh, performing Halo using a brand, amazing a brand a brand new, new crowd created version of Halo. Yeah, Microsoft are giving us a brand new version. Yeah, um, and and Tommy is going to be using it as an excuse to upgrade his because he's still he's still doing the Halo using the images from the first game and. So it's going to be a win-win situation. It's going to be a world premiere of that, but also we're going to try and create the largest crowd-created orchestra ever. ever. Oh, that's, wow. our goal. that's our yeah, goal is to break. Yeah, we want to get us record for we that. We want to get a record. Oh, that would be epic. And you see, that's our way of including the VGM community. Uh, so if you can't be in Dublin, you can still be on stage in Dublin. You can still be part yeah, of that's us. Cool. Sending a video. Yeah, we, we really want <coughs> everybody to feel that they can take part and that they have that they have ownership, uh, that they have emotional ownership of the festival. You know, it, it's, it's like this, um, the people that attended the first year, it became over the weekend, it became like a little family. And especially since they were the first year supporters, and I mean, I can I I know so many of those people by name now because they've become part of 
our little our little idig family. It's it's awesome. pretty yeah. Yeah, those are also the same people that help support our Kickstarter campaign for the Celtic Link, and it's. Um, oh, you, that's something special that happened. Yeah, we. Oh my God, I'll talk about that. I was even going to bring that up. <laughs> well, you know, you never know when you create something what's going to happen. And we were sitting there, as Emer knows, and and it's now become kind of legend. We're sitting there watching the the DIT traditional Irish music ensemble perform music from all the video games, and it was pure magic. And it was one of the situations where our friend Patty Duffy came to Emer and basically they all decided at that moment that we had to do something. We well, couldn't. Well, if I can take it back a step. Take it back mind, a step. Okay. Because I think it's <laughs> one of my, one of my little philosophies is that if you go, if you create something from the right place with the right intention, just all the doors blow open because you're just on the right path. And when you when you're buzzing with excitement over something that has the right energy behind it, people want to be part of it. Um, so I was sitting in the radio center in RTE um, about to do an interview, and I was sitting with my friend Paddy Duffy, who was one of our producers. And I said, "You know what? I know the festival is only in a few weeks, but I really feel that this international festival should have some should have an Irish accent to it, so that it's it's clear that it's in Dublin that this is happening." wouldn't it be cool to have a few traditional Irish musicians interpret famous game themes through their voice and literally have a musical, an Irish musical accent to the themes? And the words just came out of my mouth when Kieran Hanrahan, one of the most famous traditional Irish fiddlers in the country, walks through the door in front of me. And uh, my friend Paddy goes, uh, hold on, wait there a second. And he hopped up and said, Kieran, um, yeah, are you free anytime this week? <laughs> so it turned out that he and Oran Okasadji, who's from a famous traditional Irish family called the Cotton Okasadji, are both um, both heads of the traditional Irish uh, department at the conservatory in Dublin, where I was a, a student for eight years. Oh, brilliant. So, so we went in, uh, the DIT Conservatory of Music and Drama, we went in, had a meeting with their, their head of the music school and everyone was so positive and they said um we played a few pieces and said you know maybe we'll have three it'll be a good experience for everybody and uh yeah they were only was, gonna have like two or three pieces yeah. you know whatever and, and so <laughs> i got on tour and and everything and and i show up at the festival and chris rook our associate producer who who actually was a journalist that interviewed me when i was on the road who i adored who went to trinity college my old school as well and uh, interviewed me for the college magazine. Um, when, yeah. I, when I announced the idea for the festival on Twitter, he goes, hey, can I help? It's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so so cool. he's associate producer. Right, back to the so story. So Chris, <laughs> I met with Chris, yeah. So Chris comes up to me and goes, Emer, the DIT ensemble is here, and I walk into the room, there's 20 of them on stage, there's a dancer with a, a dance floor, and there's... Four Celtic harps. I've never seen four Celtic harps in one place before in my life. Illum pipes, everything, the works. And he turns to me and he goes, Emer, they have over an hour of material. (laughs) And I said, what? And what happened was, um, Kieran and Oran went to the the undergraduate and graduate students in in the trad department and said, you know, uh, we're, we're thinking of doing this project with video game music. And they went, what? Shut up. Video game music? No. 
so they they worked really really hard. They did their own arrangements. They were the entire college holidays before the festival, going in for like ten hours of rehearsal a day, wow. and uh, showed up with this incredible performance. And people were laughed. There were tears, like Zelda's lullaby with um, uh, Shibel Nikasaja, Oran's eighteen-year-old daughter, who's going to be a superstar. Mark my words. Um, Everyone's crying when she sang Zelda's Lullaby with her own lyrics in Irish, which were beautiful. And, uh, you know, people are like, oh, my God, adding lyrics to Zelda's Lullaby. It works and it's beautiful and it's inspiring. I was crying. Everyone was crying. Then we were laughing and then people were dancing to themes from video games. And it was just this crazy mix of stuff you would never put together in any other situation. In, in an artificial, in a void, you would never put this together. I mean, who would think of that? <laughs> um, <laughs> but now, sometimes when you're on the right path. Yeah, but the other thing is, when <clears> I perform <throat> things like the music from Halo, Marty O'Donnell, I told him you can take the boy out of Ireland, but you can't take Ireland out of the boy. Come on, Halo, <laughs> Halo has, has trad in there. Um, uh, Zelda has trad all one over particular the place. violin theme that I've performed a million times where is is completely... Exception that it's in D flat. It's it, it's <laughs> it's trad. And the other thing is, um, you know, things like Hearthstone. Um, Peter Peter McConnell's Hearthstone theme is totally trad. And then, of course, I slipped some into World of Warcraft, but I don't. <laughs> um, so so anyway, um, I'm we're sitting there at the performance. It's so emotional. There are people in the audience up dancing. The composers that I brought along are going. You know, I'm going to steal that baron player for my next. Thing. I'm going to steal that singer. I'm going to steal, you know, and it was oh, just incredible. Cool. Um, so people came up to us there and then and said, you have to record this, you know. And we went, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the list. What, <laughs> after, what are hot days? So, so this is what happened. I believe if, uh, I, d- I don't believe I have the, the, the um, Christmas jumper uh, philosophy. Uh, if people want it, you know, I don't want to be the auntie that gives you the horrible Christmas I was trying to jumper. figure out what the hell she meant by <laughs> the, the auntie who gives you the horrible Christmas jumper who says, makes it worse by saying it was really, really expensive. And then, you know, uh, an Amazonian tribe um, spent a year knitting it from an endangered species of sheep. You're just feeling worse and worse and worse. I don't want to go, this is a really expensive production. We're really passionate about it. It took us years. It took 500 million people to make it. If people don't want it, okay? <laughs> so the great litmus test for people wanting something or not is Kickstarter. Yeah. Because if it's an ugly Christmas jumper, they're going to they're not going to want it. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to vote with their feet. So we decided, hey, we'll, we'll do a Kickstarter, see what's out there. We, we made a little video. Uh, we put it up. And within eight days, our, our project was funded. Wow. And and, yeah, it was a phenomenally quick time, wasn't it? it yeah. It was. And, and it, it, it told us that it wasn't a Christmas jumper of a project. And yeah, we're smart. <laughs> at least a nice Christmas jumper, you know. Yes, that's right. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't buy the ironic Christmas jumper thing. But anyway, it's a crazy combination of things you'd never think of that just work somehow. And it's... I think it's that Koji Kano's themes are the cross cultures, 
they're timeless and they they get you emotionally and i think um i think all all musicians understand that all people understand that and our traditional music uh has plenty of battles in it boss battles it has plenty of uh, it, uh, plenty of laments and emotional pieces it has it has it all so it somehow works and and we're in the middle of it uh, we just did some recording with the Triforce Quartet, which was another thing that came out of the festival. We didn't know the guys before then, and they've just they're such a, a good friends and, and part of our music yeah family. part of our musical family. Uh, and they have just been really. They uh, came over from Boston. Came over from Boston to and, perform, uh, and ended up even busking on the street in Grafton Street. <laughs> Playing video game, playing music. video game music in part as a uh, to just get more people to come and, to the and then we met people from the mm. American ambassador to Ireland's uh, office who said, "Hey, we'd love to be bringing over some amazing American artists." We brought over Russell Brower, um, head of audio and amazing composer from Blizzard, oh, wow. uh, Neil Acri, our lead cinematics uh, composer at Blizzard. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, uh, they these are these guys are my my big brothers. And uh, course, Tommy is super important to us. The, these guys are like family. Um, Tommy Tallarico, uh, Christopher Tin won the first Grammy for video game music. Um, he's a super cool person. Um, everybody that we brought is was was specifically chosen because they're incredibly positive influences. They're good people who will make a positive impact anywhere they go. Um, the guys from the Triforce Quartet were a great surprise for us. So we we ended up performing video game music and doing a roundtable discussion at the Ambassador's Mansion to open the festival, which was really grown up and posh for us. <laughs> you know, and I was like, now, guys, no swearing on stage. No, no, um, you know, uh, innuendos or be on your best behavior. And um, it was, you know, the sweet sweet asian american guy who comes out with the uh, drug references <laughs> <laughs> only person i didn't give a talking to before the thing was chris because <laughs> you just know <laughs> yeah he called he called video game music the gateway drug to orchestral music <laughs> and, uh, that's okay <laughs> <the> <laughs> i didn't get away with that Oscar <laughs> is a really good sport got up with a wry smile and said it is not the position of the united states government that Video game music be a gateway drug to anything. <laughs> so these are the stories you're getting that are that are behind closed doors. But I'm so glad Amber's here because I would forget half of these. We, we, <laughs> we, we just it was just a really good fun. And the people that supported the festival that came from the US, that came from Germany, that came from the UK, that came from Spain, that came from Denmark, and you know, that supported our Kickstarter. I, I was in Sao Paulo in Brazil uh, with Tommy and we had, I had met eight people I counted because I'm in Sao Paulo doing the signings after Video Games Live. I met eight individuals who told me they were Kickstarter backers of our Irish project, you know, the, the uh, Celtic game. I met five or six people at Gamescom in Germany who are Germans who supported it, who weren't even at the festival. And it's, it's really special. Um, People have been incredibly good to us, and that in turn makes us feel huge accountability and responsibility in the best possible, in a very inspiring way, actually. Mm -hmm. You know, 
it's the kind of accountability that you want because it 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 it's very it's a very positive driving force you know um especially when this is very much a labor of love and a passion project for us <laughs> and i think people realize that when you do something out of a love for it people will understand that and it makes them more involved and it makes them more invested in it because they know where it's coming from well we also create things that we think would be cool and fun to see and be a part of and our often conversations start with hey wouldn't it be cool if we dot dot anytime she says that i get scared yeah (laughs) Yeah. craig's heart rate just goes up really really (laughs) expensive but i mean we could have parachutes and 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 hot air balloons (laughs) and but uh, it, it, Tommy did have a Tron bike at his first video games live show. That's well, cool. it, the worst, the worst <laughs> is when the three of us get talking. We start conversations with, "Wouldn't it be cool if?" Because I think we all got to around ten years of age. I think we all watched the Goonies and just you know got stuck there somehow. <laughs> um, but uh, but I think that's also something that we fight to keep alive because it's well, you need it. Yeah, it, it's really important because, you know, life is grown up uh, one way or another. And, and, really? and you, I think the creative spirit is a playful spirit and you got to protect that. And um, I think I also believe that, that, that people, I, th- I think that it's a great privilege to get to do this for a living. And I feel that, that there's a certain amount of service that's involved as in, you serve your community by by being the best you can be at what you do and working hard at it. Um, because I've had I've experienced situations in concerts, and I'm not trying to pull at the hard strings or anything like that here. I'm trying to explain my motivation because I have experienced this, where concerts more than once have been held up by security trying to help somebody into the theater who is completely disabled and that person is made intellectually able-bodied by video games, intellectually they are as physically able inside of a video game as anybody else and they go to incredible lengths to show up to a concert. And I'm telling you, that kind of thing is incredibly motivating and it's why I will never ever accept any sort of complacency from anyone who's on stage with me ever. Yeah. Because they have no right to phone it in when somebody like that goes to those kinds of lengths to show up. Oh, at definitely. And I don't care when when you see that and you hear all the negative stuff about video games and the press and violence and this, that and the other. Oh, it's rubbish. I, um when yeah. you see what it can do for somebody who is completely who's who's had so much taken away from them by situations beyond their control, when you see that kind of thing, it, it just I don't know it, it it's incredibly meaningful and Definitely. it's incredibly motivating and inspiring and and by the huge it's incredibly humbling. And um, I'll tell you, it's it's one of the it's one of the reasons why um, you know I know Tommy Tallarico's philosophy behind video games live, and it's why everybody jumps at 
to to be on stage with him, everybody in the community, all the composers, everybody, because we all know his philosophy is is like that, you know, and um, it's uh, you know it's why he he's that's what 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 drives him too. So we're about perpetuating a good energy in the gaming community and uh, and basically just giving back to people amplifying what people have, have have shown to us and throwing it back out there fantastic um, and so uh well that's what we want in the community you know that's what we need and i mean you know we had gamergate and all that stuff which was was pretty rough and um you know it scared a lot of people and it was horribly negative and i i feel like the only way to counteract things like that is just to throw a ton of positive energy out there and just um, nakedly so, you know. Yeah. Take, you know, just throw it all out there um, because, and 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 hopefully, hopefully it, it will balance things out and uh, it will be over a overridingly was overridingly even a word. Um, <laughs> so that's that's the the whole philosophy and motivation behind the behind the festival and you know i will say this in our first year we had a small but mighty audience um we need a bigger audience to keep the festival going because uh we wanted to grow we wanted to continue yeah um we do need to put a fine point on that we wanted to continue we're up for it continuing ad nauseum (laughs) forever um (laughs) But we we do need support of the community. Um, it's small but mighty, but we need it to be, you know, a little, a tiny bit larger. <laughs> um, well, it's it's one of those things where as, as awareness is raised and as you do it more, people will, will realize how cool it is. I mean, let's let's talk about this year's idea. What what have you got planned for this year? Well, uh, to start, we're starting where we were last year in terms of uh, everybody that was there last year, including the Spoonie Bards and the Triforce Quartet, everybody wants to come back. What we're doing is we are modifying those things that we figured we can improve on from last year. There were some things last year, like the Demo Derby, that we had no idea we were going to get the kind of demand that we were getting. It was so popular. It was so popular, and we'd only budgeted an hour's worth of time for it. So we're, we're budgeting two hours for that this year. Okay, cool. What was the demo derby for the benefit of our listeners? Okay. The demo derby was, you know, there are brilliant composers all over the place that want to be in the video game music business. And they want to be heard. And an opportunity to sit in a room listening to um, your fellow composers' music and then get the opinions and the feedback from some of the absolute top composers in the industry is a, you know, that that's a priceless experience. If I was if I was a student Back when I was a student, I would have loved to be able to present my music to somebody, you know, in that kind of an environment and then yeah, have them have, you know, somebody like me tear them to shreds. No, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they get all of those people to hear it. And <clears throat> these are all award winning people. Every year we want we want to um, get the, bigger and better. We want to get bigger and better. The quality level is is utmost importance because i'm not interested in going to it otherwise <laughs> it has to be interesting for me or i just don't want to do Emer it is a very tough she gets bored easily it has to be world class that's that's otherwise there's no point there's no reason for craig and i to do it because let's just put it this way 
it's not something that's, uh, I mean, we're, we're, we were the sponsors in the first year because we we're yeah. passionate about the idea. Um, it's not uh, some sort of weird uh, get rich quick promoters creating this. this. This is something incredibly special to us that has to be, uh, the quality has to be kept intact. We want it to be bigger and more, m- more voluminous. Speaking so, of which, that also brings up another point for something else that's going to be different this year. At this point, the first two days, last year, the, the whole thing was at the uh, Convention Center Dublin. The concert hall there is too big to have done the smaller events. Yeah. The conference rooms weren't necessarily ideal. As much as we love the entire environment at the Convention Center, what we've done is we've hired the uh, RDS, which is a different uh, convention center in Dublin, for the first two days of the festival because they have a raked thousand seat auditorium. Oh, so, wow. we, so we have an actual auditorium for the first few days. Of course, now that means we have to sell more tickets for those first two days. <laughs> <laughs> so the first two days we're at the RDS. That'll be from, let's say, 10 in the morning till seven o'clock at night with events alternating back and forth between concerts, lectures, concerts, lectures. We have a separate area where uh, we have Video game and, and developers by presenting. We, by lectures, we also mean demos. They're not just lectures. That like there's music technology demos. There's uh, I'll do my my conducting demo again. Um, the the other thing is we're going to give even more. Uh, we're going to put more emphasis on indie developers. The first year we just had Irish indie developers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're going to have a greater uh, number of Irish indie developers there this year, and we want to open it up. We also are hoping that one of the major developers might decide they want to help yeah. us out and, and take some space as well. We're, we're opening it up to all indie developers. If you want to show your wares, and also the great thing about the RDS is it's, it's much more uh, conducive. You've got to walk through the, um, the, the new game ideas and indie developers to get to the concerts and to get to the... You can't work. Last year, they were in a separate room. This year, you're going to have to walk through them and see them and check them out. I just oh. think it's, it's so fun to see what's, what's the, what, what Crazy Genius is on the cutting edge right now, is trying to get their young and young at heart um, developers who, you know, it's, it's not going to cost, cost a, an arm and a leg to show up. It's not going to be prohibitive. It's not going to be anything like that. Just get out there, show people, talk about it, bring people that you want to impress to the concerts, meet people. It's, I mean, ultimately what we would love is there was this incredible um, exhibition called the, the Web Summit in Dublin. It's amazing. We, we presented an idea out of this year. It's so inspiring. Uh, we would love IDIC to become uh, the Web Summit for, uh, for video games with music at its heart where people can come and, and show brand new games and then attend all the concerts and the, the music demos. And for also for gamers to understand, or for, for game developers to understand how important music is in yeah, their definitely. game, you know, and for them to see the fans of BGM. You know, these are fans who aren't just fans of video games. They're also fans of the music as a genre unto itself. I mean, it's just all good, you know. So the only difference, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out there, the Web Summit is just, I'm such a huge fan of the Web Summit and what they did. But there is, there is <coughs> Web Summit. 
there is no amount of money that can make us leave Dublin. <laughs> it's just not. It's never going to happen. It's just, Don't say uh, that. That takes away all of our bargaining power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For those listeners who don't know, the Web Summit uh, moved oh, to it, Lisbon. They, it moved to it moved to Lisbon, and they're. I mean, I just think they're amazing. We'll leave it's it at amazing. that. But uh, we're we're hoping for um, more developers, just more crazy creatives. Show up and, and, and let your freak flag fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what kind of um what kind of ticket options do you guys have for, for Well, we have a total of four different tiers. Basically, the most expensive tiers you get, you know, some VIP meet and greets, you get special areas uh, and a whole host of other little gifts. Even with the, the least expensive ticket, you still can see an awful lot. And you won't be like, uh, uh, you'll still have access to everything that we're doing. It's for the one ticket, it's the full three days. Uh, so you come and you know you look at the schedule, discern what you want, stay for everything, stay for just what you want to see, uh, and then the big video games live show will be just like we did it last year at the uh, convention center Dublin in their big auditorium because that worked out so well for that. Um, so that's the tickets. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna ha- I'd have to double check the website because I'm I'm not trying to remember what we decided the new ticket prices were going to be as of right now. We haven't raised them yet. Our, everybody we're talking to is telling us, guys, we have to raise the ticket prices just a little bit. Just, just for the festival to survive, because uh, basically people who show up to the festival right now and for the next couple of years, they're not just attendees. They're yeah. actually financiers <laughs> as well. So, so by showing up, they're helping to keep the festival alive and actually perpetuate it. because. Yeah. Um, this this right now i mean it would be great if you know we got got uh, compensated for our time at some point it's not going to be now or or next year well it would be nice if if some uh (laughs) if uh if your multi-billion dollar conglomerate said hey it would be uh, yeah we'll just just underwrite this whole thing if there's any billionaires out there that are listening who are listening we could definitely use the help uh, but all we do is it'd be like we just end up putting it all on, you know, just wasting it, it all on sweets and, and stuff. And, and hot, air, hot air balloons. Hot air balloons. We'd, have, we'd probably have to let Tommy parachute into the auditorium. Yeah. Um, <clears> but uh, if, I, if I had some money, I'd invest to see that. <laughs> yeah, so that's where, uh, did we answer your question? Well, there, I tried Sam? to push him out of the plane once, but that's not the same. That's the same, yeah. That's not the same, no. <laughs> we're just, we're, we're just. <laughs> Or the worst, but um, no, we we're very very excited. And every year, also, we want to do a first. Every year, we want something cutting edge, and we want to pull off a first. And cool. this year, we're going we're going to say it. We're going to say it. We're going to break the world's record. We want to we want a Guinness Book of World's Records for the largest crowd created orchestra ever, and that's individuals from around the world recording their part. To a piece that we're going to announce in the next couple of weeks, oh, and cool. and we want everybody involved. We want to get a Guinness Book of Records to do this in Dublin with people from all over the world coming out, playing their instrument, playing on this famous, famous piece of music, and and putting it out there that this community is strong, this community is large, and this community is very passionate about its music and its video games. Yeah, I think it could easily get a hell of a lot of people involved. Well, we got we had a large group last year. We don't know how it compares to other YouTube orchestras and so on. But uh, 
this is unique in that um, it's video game music, it's uh, individuals because Craig actually mixes their playing into the actual piece that's heard on the stage. Uh, so it's not just fake or anything like that. It's it's actual. You know, if you if you look at Malak, the original um, score uh, doesn't have a guitar part. Uh, it doesn't have a piano part uh, because uh, fans created them themselves. Yeah. So we sent them the score, and they created their own yeah. parts out of it. And you can hear a guitar in there, and you can hear those instruments that just weren't written for by me. Um, as a guitarist myself, I won't lie. <laughs> well, 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 it's like this. I mean, you Did wanna, you send a video? <laughs> you want to crea create your own part? Go for it. If the part doesn't exist in the original, go for it. We'll make it work. We'll make you part of it. Um, although, um, you know, maybe um, we, could, we, could, we could fit bagpipes in there. <laughs> <laughs> Up and horn, sure. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. Totally. Okay. I think it's just. I think we're deteriorating now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even yet. Well, like we said, um, yeah. get creative. Yeah. Uh, whatever <clears throat> it is, it probably won't be as weird as the stuff that we come up with on a daily on a daily basis. Um, let your freak flag fly. Creatives, musicians, developers. Game artists, please send us your game art. We will plaster the walls with it. I mean, we did at the convention we did that last in year. Dublin. Yeah, we'll do. Um, that's the other thing we're planning is also we decorated the place with with game art, and we had artists selling their yeah, game art I, at I, the event. I brought all the scores that I've recorded, all the video games, the original scores that we used in the recording studios, and we did a, an exhibition of those. People could get get come up close and actually see them. Um, we. Uh, we're going to do more of that. Uh, we had rock versions. We had traditional Irish versions. We had string quartet versions. We had so ensembles also. If you're really, really talented. Yeah, we're looking for more. Yeah. Well, we've got some. We have the guys who were there last year, which were wonderful. But we're looking for more people who are doing their versions of video game music who can fill 45 minutes or an hour. You know, yeah, that, that 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 are really talented. If there's good, if they're um, good people out there, we'll make the room for them. Yeah, absolutely. It's about creating, and and our our producing uh, philosophy is also uh, create a space, put really really super talented people together, and see what it, the, the worst you can do is a really good show. The best you can do is magic that you hadn't expected will happen. Um, so if, if you're creative and you're passionate about video games, we'll find a place for you if the work is, is, if the work is good. Yes, we are, um, uh, we are QC, <laughs> the standard is high, but, but you know what, it's also, we, we want people to feel like that they can, they can take part. Yeah. Um, and if you're shy, show up to the festival, check it out, and submit the next year. You know, yeah. it's it's um it's there for everybody. It's Have we exhausted Sam? I'm just I'm exhausted myself. <laughs> well, well, you know, I would like to give a shout oh, out. Oh, wait, I want to give a shout out to Owen Harris, uh, who now has a group called Immert that uh, brought over the indie developers last year, and who have pledged to bring indie developers again. Uh, it's yeah. a, uh, this is a, a group of Irish indie developers who are just, it's just a great group of people yeah, and who let's are doing get great some, things. Let's get some UK indie developers over, you know? I mean, we'll give you some space to show your stuff, you know? 
Um, that's really important to us because, you know, great, you put great creatives together and just the quality of work gets better. That's what happens. Yeah. And it's and, the, uh, and the ideas my, spark ideas. I was going to say, my email is easy. It's Craig, C-R-A-I-G at idigmusicfest.com. Yeah. And we'll have all the links below and everything to get everyone, get everyone involved and everyone getting in touch. We'll have all the links for the tickets, the uh, email you just gave us and everything they'll need to get in touch. And hey, we're looking forward to seeing you there, Sam. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking forward to being there this time. I missed out big time last year, so I'm definitely excited to be Two there. more things. Oh. One, one thing we're going to up the ante on is the cause ball. Bring your cosplay, everyone. Seriously. <laughs> I, I will not Excellent. be happy until there are people that the streets of Dublin are thronged with cosplayers. My 80-year-old dad showed up in chainmail. Yeah, you don't have oh, an that's excuse. that's amazing. You've got no yeah. excuse. Yeah, so, so that, that's, that cosplayers, please, you know, just just go all out. I, I, I was absolutely, I've seen so much cosplay. What I saw at Gamescom on the Blizzard stage was just jaw-dropping. Oh, um, yeah. I love cosplay. Uh, so I won't be happy until people are showing up at Beethoven concerts you know, in, in, in classic music cosplay. Um, dressed up as Beethoven. No, dressed up as like, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the uh, like I always say, the faith theme from Beethoven 5. What are you, what are you cosplaying as? da 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 Cool. Um, <laughs> so, um, so anyway. Um, we're, That'll we're, actually work on the radio. Too. The, the cosplay uh, aspect is for the cosball is really, we want to give people a cool place where, They'll hear uh, remixes of video game music. They can cosplay uh, or not. Just hang out and, and drink Guinness in Dublin and uh, <laughs> with fellow gamers. And the other one is we're having the big launch of the Celtic Link, Songs of Zelda, the Celtic Link. Uh, we're having a big launch, album launch party. And, of course, the DIT ensemble are going to play some of the tracks from the album. Oh, excellent. So that's going to be a big one. Hopefully, plenty of our Kickstarter backers will be there um, to get treated like the VIPs that they are, and that everyone can experience what we the magic we we felt in the first year. Um, and on the album, just so you know, there's some well-known names collaborating with the ensemble, including the Triforce Quartet. Tommy Tallarico is going to do some guitar solos on the album. Universe is going to sing. Lauren Travi is going to do some stuff. Um, there's, it's just a, an all-out. Very exciting stuff. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely excited for IDIG this year, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there are also excited. Thanks for joining us again, Craig and Eva. It's been an absolute pleasure, as always, talking to you. That was fun. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in April. All Very right. good. We'll see you then. Awesome. Take care.